Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. Today, we celebrate the Mass and the prayers of the Thursday in the second week of Lent. I mention that very specifically because there are a couple of very interesting readings that are appointed to be read during this Mass. One from the prophet Jeremiah and the other from the Gospel of Luke. Jeremiah begins with a very startling note. More tortuous than all else is the human heart, he says. And in fact, what he is suggesting is that our attempts to understand ourselves and others is extremely difficult. There is an obscurity of motive and reality. Sometimes we think we have a handle on what's going on around us, only to realize later that we had misjudged it or not seen it correctly. It involves a a great deal of humility to accept this reality about the human heart, because it means that we do not know the final reality that defines a person, perhaps not even in ourselves. In the end, we are simply going to stand before Christ and he will tell us that final story. And that final reality, known only to God and to be revealed on the last, is the reason why the Church discourages eulogies at funeral services, attempts to make a final judgment about the worth and character of the deceased's life. How very careful we must be and how very modest in our assessments. But having made this point, Jeremiah continues speaking for God when he writes, I, the Lord, probe the mind and test the heart. Now, I think we have to understand the meaning of the term heart as used in sacred scripture because it was very important to the Old Testament prophets as well as to the New Testament evangelists and letter writers. For the biblical reality, the heart was the center of the human person. I think we recognize this in our common language by how, in fact, we use the term heart. We can speak of the heart of the matter, or putting your heart into it, or to ask someone, does this come from your heart? And we're all suggesting in this that the heart is at the very center of human life and motivation. And it is in that Lord probing the heart that we pray to be granted the grace to understand ourselves in the light of Christ. Now this, this message of the prophet Jeremiah is then matched with a very powerful parable 
that comes from the Gospel of Luke. In fact, it is found only in the Gospel of Luke. It is uh, a parable that I think most of you would be familiar with. It is the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Now, it is the story of, of contrast and the story of reversal. It begins by describing the rich man living in great luxury who has a beggar at his door who is so humiliated that even the dogs come to lick his sores. And in describing the rich food that the the rich man had, Luke emphasizes that Lazarus, the poor man, would have been satisfied simply to pick up the leavings that dropped to the floor from uh, from the rich man's table. Luke is an artist in developing the parable. In those simple but beautiful details, he tells the whole story. He mentions that the rich man wore purple garments, purple being the most expensive and difficult dye to make in the ancient world, so expensive that, in fact, it was associated only with royalty. And he makes that little detail about the dog licking one's wounds, which opens up a whole history of the humility of Lazarus. But then comes the reversal of fortunes. Lazarus and the rich man die. Lazarus is taken up to heaven where he rests in the bosom of Abraham. The rich man is in Hades where he suffers torment. And it is interesting to note that even in torment, the rich man continues to treat Lazarus as a servant, saying to Abraham, well, if I can't get across this chasm, at least send Lazarus down here with some water because I'm dying of thirst. And uh, Abraham points out very uh, something very powerful. He said, I can't even ask Lazarus to do that because the chasm between us and you is unbridgeable. And as you read the parable, you begin to understand that that chasm was created by the rich man in his own life while he was on earth. You may notice that where the poor man has a name, a name obviously known to God, the rich man is simply called the rich man. His entire identity seemed to have been taken up with what he possessed. But he is very slow to understand that in his life he experienced and encouraged a blindness so deep that Abraham says that even in an encounter with the one raised from the dead, he would not be convinced. 
Because when the rich man asked Abraham, well, send someone to my family, tell them what it's all about. And Abraham said, you have the scriptures, the prophets, and the law. And if that is not sufficient, then even someone who is risen from the dead will convince them. Now, I mentioned that, and that that parable is worth rereading and meditating upon. Because there are a number of lessons that are, are taught that might be important to kind of salt our Lenten observances. Number one is the realization that the kind of character and web that we weave in this life touches upon our eternal existence. Are we creating chasms between God and others that will endure forever? Or do we realize that in God's coming close to us in Jesus Christ, we in fact must in turn come close to him through the bridge of Christ and through Christ to others. Secondly, I think one of the lessons of the parable is to understand that the sin of the rich man is not necessarily his wealth, but rather his blindness where day by day the Lazarus was at the door begging, and the rich man passed in and out without even seeing him. And that blindness, I think, can be overcome by understanding more deeply what we already possess, the Word of God, the example of the saints, the power of the sacraments, the call that we have, from Jesus Christ to everlasting life, to understand this more deeply and to draw from it a profound wisdom of how we are to live our day-to-day existence. So we pray in reading these scriptures and understanding the torturous character of the human heart, as Jeremiah told us. Let us pray, God, for the grace and the power to open our eyes to see that which will enrich our lives and deepen our spiritual reality and unstop our ears that we might hear the authentic word of God and the call of others to our attention. <laughs> 